0: Welcome back to the Bodega Border Group Podcast, Volume 69. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking a little time out of your day. Maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're in that crazy San O line that's been going on. I know I've heard some stories that people were in line for four hours on the weekend, which is insane. I've been in it for an hour and 45 minutes, two hours some of the days to go down there and surf. And it's been, scale of one to ten, it's been probably an eight. I don't think it's that worth it. You know, the only advantage about it is that because they're not letting so many cars down there, the lineups are pretty empty. So you definitely get your pick of waves if they're there, but it's just impossible to kind of get through that line. Today, randomly, was the last day that Trent, uh, Trent Phillips Barfreak that you know from uh the crew he was in town with his wife and we went and surfed down there with worm which was a lot of fun for what it was there was no line so that made it fun but the waves kind of sucked but it's been great to chill with him you know i love when he comes to town one of my favorite people in the world one of my favorite surfers definitely one of my favorite crew members we have such a great time i wish we would have two weeks together but we only had Four or five days, but it was great hanging with him and the Dark Seas crew and CJ and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's been kind of fun. There's been a little swell in the water. Hope you guys have been having fun. I hope you guys that have been waiting in line at Sano when you finally did get down there that you did have a little bit of fun. But anyway, let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 69. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, BodegaBorderCrew.com, where we have merch drops, we have videos, we have a bunch of other stuff, action items, you know, things that we're trying to do. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes player for track listings and things that we're talking about. This episode, we got to sit down with San Juan Capistrano's own, Kevin Skvarna. Kevin's a great surfer, all-around good guy. I got to know him last year at the duct tape in Rockway, and he was one of the competitors, but we've met before we surfed together. He's a really great guy. He talks about competitive surfing, what that whole racket is, what his take on board design is, and that kind of thing. This episode, we also talk about the state of retail, and not just surf retail, but small business retail as it's affected by COVID, or has it really been affected by COVID? We also have some short takes this episode. The short takes we have uh, this episode, first off, Al Nose, officially part of the Vans Apparel team. The second short take this episode is this new film called Streets and Roads by Carl Walton. That's pretty dope. And lastly, we wrap up the short takes with a conversation with Erin Worm Ashley that uh, SurferMag put out. Great piece of content. Lots of video out there and that kind of thing. So I'm excited about that. But this episode, I wanted to go back to our roots of hip hop and some of the groups and MCs that I love. And one of my favorite groups of all time is Diggable Planets. And when they first hit the scene in New York City, they were doing these little shows and these underground clubs. Um, I think one of them was called Metro that was at Union Square. I remember the whole acid jazz scene was starting to pop up and they were part of it. And at first, I was attracted to them because of that, because the live band aspect and this whole like heavy bass movement. But I slowly started to realize that a big part of their sound was more about being experimental in this kind of groovy way. And as I got into other groups, such as Shabazz Palaces, which are offshoots of Digable Planets, I started realizing there's this whole scene of post-2001 hip-hop that came out that really was inspired by the DNA of the Diggable Planets. And so this episode, I'm starting off with a Diggable Planets track, but all the other tracks are tracks that I found and groups and MCs that I found that I think relate and have taken a lot from them. So I hope you guys enjoy, sit back, relax, and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace.
1: To which my kind is the heirs Passionate I, the gestures game of vice The prior said corporate slain during heist Them just walk around, and walking round They just watchin' down, they watchin' down What they talkin' about, they talkin' about. Don't you coppin' out, don't coppin' out From a cold cloth cut in the deep zones a sunken ship with the ghost on. They put my secret name there. find her plaza under the chair, hot, tucked in a dough spot. So the wrong ties screech every time we dip. We converse in the ancient languages. If you come to see us, this is what you get. Specialist equipped for the long trip. Yeah. And my jacket fits. And I'm packing it. So miraculous. And the statuesque Legends carry like a killer's nerves One pitch is worth a thousand swerves Backstated to enhance what is pre-glow Dance with the white wear on the pink And finds a way fast when the road curves It's a seesaw Shall I go? Shall I go? Look at me fall Did I know? Did I know? Cause here hurts on a gilded wing I to feel the ring Go ancient. back, go back, just you go back ancient. Yeah, you say it cool, but it's all age Shall we raise a drink? What the fuck you that? Ancient. For whom the angels sing? Ancient. And my favorite color brown with pink ancient. I believe to own his ink ancient. I'ma hold the throne a tight grip enjoy them just walking around them walking around they just watching down they're watching down what they talking about they're talking about ain't no copping out no copping out yo, hey yo. dangerous thoughts mind of a militia
2: bottles of the 150 poured over twisters broken bones the pillars that is the illest. The Land fillers, we creep like caterpillars. Love razors, dirty guns with a few bodies. Teach niggas how to walk again from the fucking shoddy. Six sense, six pack, six degrees of separation. My evil third eye blinks with no hesitation. Dust bags, fools of sugar, help the meddy. Go down smooth and steady, blowing the green deadly. Hen wee pops, isolated of hash bricks. Needle left stuck in his arm, died of a bad fix. We still rock, still dry drawers on the stove. Got bread from back in the day. Days is growing some old. Tupac's back.
3: My Glock's fat after the gun smoke. You screaming, where my block at? Both hands crusty, need a little lotion. That shit don't matter when I mix the color ocean. Smoking on potent, guns bagging up in a living room. Blocking a flat screen while I'm watching juice. You. Move your big ass head. My favorite part on Q in a DJ battle. Move her eyes, scratch it. 95 from 95 on a coffee table. Cotton salad dime, still shiny as a nickel. Pistol in designer boxes, shoe boxes and bedrooms. Some got stacks for most discontinued. What's on the menu? Eat a rapper like butter and a squash. Buck on a nigga with the blade out. Run up in your safe house. How ironic, knock like a rain, got a nigga like somebody hit Sonic. Smoking on chronic, but I like Nostradamus See, dying ain't your future. Nigga, I promise. Bombing color 7 Series, T the world's every bottom is the game. And 7's on the slot machine. Nice game, face starter. Drunk driving in a charger with a big city like I like Takara. I don't know what you know, but if you know what I know, you better get ghost for I get ghost. I don't know what you know, but if you know how I know, you better get ghost for I get they
2: chalkin' chalking that money on the ground shit. UPS, FedEx, I deliver the pound shit. Raw dog, my hoods like crazy Eddie's stamp bags. Stable to niggas, stash they guns and shit bags. Do rags and blue and red flags, we keep new tags. Skinny or big jeans, niggas, they still sag. Brag about two chains, four chains, six chains. Spread eagle bitches in the crib, giving brains. Still keep them clocks crispier than printed money. And the champion gear that I rock, will hide my face for me, mask down. 357 in the box of shells. Seen dead on the kid in the steel ground stem cell. My niggas are scientific. We make crumbs and wax. The KC is prolific. Fruitful, my clan bundle cash like Pablo. Banked in the Cayman Stairs' house is out in Cabo.
4: Could We hate the queen when the social bill seems so obscene And it helped to create the scene that Put the people where the people be here And it's also openly here Got the taste for the finest e-hair One thing leads to the next thing It leads to the next thing It leads to the next thing One
5: thing, one thing, one thing
4: it's simple sing money, at
5: money you, thank you, well, thank you, thank
4: you, thank
5: you, thank
4: you, thank you, thank you, thank you, I, am. I lost my cool old hooligan that's where the ish began walkers crisp crispy and looking all christian the geezer called jesus is the leader of a gang my gang flow do promote the holy ghost praise his name invoke the holy ghost when i shake my tambourine I shake that ever so keenly I do my best to get a lime My girlfriend loves snake skin bikinis One thing leads to the next thing It leads to the next thing It leads to the next thing
5: One thing, one thing, one thing
4: That simple thing, money One
5: thing, one thing, one thing
4: sing money <laughs>
0: By let's get checked the leading provider of at-home health tests are you looking to improve your male hormone health with let's get checked you can do a simple at-home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in five days hormonal imbalances and reduced levels of testosterone are becoming a huge concern for men these days male hormones are important for a number of different functions such as sperm production maintaining a healthy sex drive and maintaining muscle strength and mass Some of the main symptoms of hormonal imbalance include low energy or fatigue, infertility, anxiety or depression, bloating and headaches. So how does the whole process work? Your test is delivered straight to your front door. You just have to self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger, mail the sample back to your accredited laboratories in the prepaid label and receive support and guidance from the LGC medical team who are available 24-7 to offer you the personalized advice you need to know your hormonal health. A lot of people don't think this is an important issue, but for men past the age of 30, it's something they should really look into. And with these tests, you could do it at home really easily. This week, Let's Get Check wants to invite you to join their community with their 30% discount code, BODEGA30. That's B O D E G A30. So go ahead, go over to their website, letsgetcheck.com, type in the code, and get your test going. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 69. No number jokes, just an episode, just a lot of fun. Uh, Hope you guys have been enjoying the tracks. Again, like I said, going back to some of the hip-hop, I know we deviated a little bit, but... I've been getting back into stuff, I've been inspired by some of the newer hip-hop, I've been digging into stuff that I normally wouldn't have, and this is some of it. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 69. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, where we have merch items, we have action items, we have... Lots of items. Lots of stuff. Links. I don't know. It's a blog. I update it every once in a while. It's kind of fun. Check it out. It's more than an Instagram account. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes player for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. So this episode, we got to sit down with San Juan Capistrano's own Kevin Skarna. Kevin is an amazing, goofy foot right here out of my backyard. Love surfing with him. Love what he brings to competitive surfing. Uh, we sat down outside and talked a little bit uh, about that, growing up here, the crew, all that kind of stuff. I also want to preface this by saying that this interview was done outdoors, so there is some wind noise. I tried to edit out as much as I can, but it's going to be present. This is the nature of COVID interviews, you got to s- stay outside, you got to stay six feet away from each other, Mask the whole thing, and um, yeah, this is it, and I hope you guys enjoy. So, what's your name and where are you from?
6: Uh, my name is Kevin Scavarna. I'm, I'm from San Juan, You grew up here? I grew up here, yeah. Are, you, how
0: are your parents from
6: here? Uh, no. My, my parents grew up in Upland, so oh, okay. yeah, they were pretty inland, oh, okay. and uh, my dad always came down to San Clemente and stuff growing up as a kid, and when they were like getting married and stuff, um, they started out, my mom went to school up in Berkeley. And, Oh wow! They lived in Oakland for five years, uh-huh. and then my dad kind of just like whipped out a map and was like, "This is where I want to live," that's and awesome. kind of went for it that way. Oh, that's um, cool. So they they were looking in San Clemente and Dana and. I just really like it here, and I'm super glad I've lived here and not anywhere else. No, no,
0: no, you're lucky to grow up here. It's a great community. I mean, we live in, like, the neighborhood next door, yeah. the town next door, and it's, like, I think it's, like, just awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, how did you get... What age did you get into surfing and how? Like, what, um, when was it introduced to
6: you? Super young. I mean, the reason my dad wanted to move here so bad is because he liked to surf. Um, surf yeah, and uh, so we were always going down to the beach and stuff, and... I mean, I think when I was like less than two years old. I was like on the front of his board and kind of doing that kind of thing, uh-huh. and then then surfing was always around, but it was never like my big passion or whatever. Well, I liked to ride bikes and skateboard. You were a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everything. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like something I felt like I like needed to do or had to do or anything. So, and then later I was doing like junior guard stuff growing up and so i was like more around the ocean like through those like elementary school elementary like middle school age uh-huh. um and then i kind of tried to do the surf team at marco forrester okay and that was kind of how i like got introduced to my like, friends who surfed and stuff and uh-huh. then all of a sudden i had a bunch of friends who liked to surf and what were some of the like Thing I have like two buddies who live around here. Um, my buddy Colton Sullivan, um, you might know and people might know on on the podcast or whatever. But uh, we we became friends like in sixth grade or something. Okay. We we kind of learned how to surf, like more or less learned how to surf together almost. Uh-huh. Um, and then. My buddy walker he was kind of a boogie boarder surfer but his brother surfed and stuff and oh cool we kind of got into going down to the beach together and stuff like in those middle school years yeah
0: like hey we're going to the beach we're hanging out yeah boy you know? i mean that's the beauty of like growing up here right like yeah. you could be like doing whatever exactly when did you get into like
6: longboarding um i was always wanted to surf and stuff oh that's true and then so and he he was super into donald Takeyama and all, all of his surfboards and stuff uh-huh. um and he has a nice little collection of Takayamas, and he's oh, like he was really into them and like really really liked his craftsmanship and stuff uh-huh. um so that was kind of like the natural place that i just went yeah. was like attracted to And in the pink like a tough, yeah. tough, tough light in the pink and like saved all my money and just bought that thing and then from then i was like i was kind of just like in, more interested in longboarding like i think the barrier to entry is a, like i mean maybe financially it's a little more but to like yeah. the skill wise it was less and yeah. so I, I always felt like i was having more fun longboarding and like i still feel like Generally, I have more fun longboarding than shortboarding. Well,
0: there's more days you could go out surfing. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that people don't even realize. Like, a lot of people who don't live in like Southern California or California in general, like, they're always like, oh, you can like surf at any time. I'm like, well, I've got the right board. But I was like, if you're going to shortboard, you could maybe surf like. Yeah. It's so
6: small. I I have that debate with my friends all the time. It's like, some of them are really, really good shortboarders and some of them ride everything and some of them just ride longboards and like. I really have a big mix of uh, people that I surf with, but like, it's almost impossible to ride that like standard shortboard, like unless you're really, I mean, and not to consider California just being like, LA and down yeah. or Ventura and down or whatever because there are like really good powerful waves past that, you know, yeah. um, but like where I live is down south here and even in like this little Orange County bubble, there yeah. isn't that many great shortboard waves, no. I mean there's lowers and there's all these other little nooks and crannies, but if you want to surf every day. I don't think you're having that much fun no, on no, those no. standard boards, you know?
0: I mean, look, I used to live up in LA and I used to see all these people out there, like, struggling on these, like, you know, Firewire, Kelly Slater boards and these Hayden mm. Shapes and, like, their little, like, rusty thrusters and I'm like, yeah, dude, that doesn't look fun to me, like, no. to be honest, like, I don't know what, like, you're working so hard to just get, like, one turn, like, that seems so annoying, like, yeah, why yeah. would you do that? But then when it does, like, pick up, like, it's great to have that skill. Like, I always equate it to, like, like, I love riding my, my longboards 90% of the time, but when there's a swell in the water and there's something punchier, I'll take a fish out, like a twin fin. Like, I'm like, okay, I'll go out with that kind of thing.
6: Uh-huh.
0: I'll just have fun. And
6: that that's, uh, like, I mean, bringing it back to my dad, he was always just like, I mean, the more waves you're catching, the more fun you're having. Like, you're out there to ride a wave, yeah. more or less. Um, and he would always, like you'd drive into to surf practice or whatever in middle school and just be like and like I would sometimes be like oh I want to ride a shortboard today and I'd ride it and then like the next day or that night or something you'd be like do you have fun doing that I was like yeah it's kind of fun and he's like well you're just catching less waves so it's <laughs> yeah. not as fun you know
0: sometimes you need dad to kind of step in and give you that little like 100% talk.
6: I think he's probably giving me all my knowledge. <laughs> like
0: a reality check of it. Yeah. Now, when you started getting into longboarding, who were some of the people you were longboarding? Were you... First of all, where were you going to longboard?
6: Um, I was going... I mean, like, I learned how to surf at Sano. Um, and that's mainly where I was surfing until like freshman, maybe like eighth grade freshman year. Um, I became friends with Kai Takayama, okay. or maybe even a little younger, seventh grade or something. And uh, they introduced me to the Oceanside Longboard Surf Club. Okay. Um, and then that's that was kind of like my eye-opening. Like, wow, there's a lot of longboarders out there. Wow. There's a lot of different ways you can surf on a yeah. longboard. Yeah. Um, and that kind of opened up where I was like, all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's Malibu. Like I didn't know there was Malibu until oh, okay. like until like seventh grade. Or I you know, it. and like. And that was just how it was for me, you know? I just was like, oh, there's Sano, and there's Doho, yeah, and yeah. like, those were just the places my parents would draw yeah, me yeah, off yeah. at, or go down surfing, and there's Salt Creek and stuff, but like, you couldn't ride a longboard there, really, yeah. and so there's like, all these just like, little nooks that are close to my house, but I didn't know there was like, all these yeah. waves until like, that seventh or eighth grade, being like, oh my gosh, there's like, tons of stuff out yeah. here, like, it's endless, you know? Yeah. And, still finding new places and
0: now so did you join the the, the oceanside yeah I did. okay so then you were doing like the coalition
6: stuff. yeah yeah so like maybe probably like freshman year of high school uh-huh. i was like like I, I joined younger than that but there was always it's hard to even piece it together really i'm trying to like think back and like I'm honestly just have like these photos that i've seen over time yeah. of like us i'm like damn how old were we then yeah. you know because um, it could have been a little younger it i would think it's like sixth seventh or eighth okay. grade um is when i joined their um club and still doing that
0: and so you're still part of the club yeah 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 and it, so it's like like some of the people that, that people know it's like kai is part of it
6: yeah so like Michaela, yeah. is it Michaela part of it? Yeah, so the Smiths are a part of it. Um, the Takayamas. There's really, there was, there's a lot of older, not older guys, but like guys who are busy with work and yeah, yeah. everything. Um, but there was always those like Jerry Swearingen and Nosha Vakrua and like those older guys who were so good at yeah. surfing, you know, that yeah. that was like my introduction to like proper surfing was like pretty much jerry swearingen was the introduction to me being like oh wow you could do some crazy things on
0: a yeah I mean, you got a master class in a way like you basically couldn't get a better education right
6: yeah, yeah and there was older guys and like i mean there wasn't really many kids younger than us at yeah. that time in yeah. that club and now it's cool to see it. it's like we're in that 20 year old range where yeah. it's like when I was 13 or 12 or something, I was like, oh my God, like, what are they doing? Like, how do they even do that? I remember, I remember surfing um, at that, the, the gathering of the tribes when I was like 12 or something and just being like watching, it was like Jerry, Noah Shibabakura, I'm like blanking on a bunch of people's names, but like, there was those are just the guys that were like in our club who were super strong and then there was all these guys from the wind and sea club and the Ventura and Malibu and there was all these guys and I remember like talking to our like team cat and team captain yeah. who runs the club and kind of is I would consider the glue to the ocean Cycle so is oh, Gretchen Harris uh-huh. and I was talking to her and I was like I don't understand how these people do this and she's like no you just wait like uh-huh. you wait a couple years and see what you're doing and I was like okay (laughs) like like, you know I didn't really know what she meant by it but then it was like that was in the transition of like being addicted to surfing and just being like like all I wanted to do was surf pretty much um and so years later I'm like now I get to see young Groms and like I wasn't a part of that like young young crew of kids who were like seven years old and like they know what good surfing is you know yeah, like yeah. i wasn't a part of that like surfing yeah. wasn't a thing to me uh-huh. until later so I, I was never a part of that like being really young and having the proper equipment yeah. and like having all that it was like a later in life thing where yeah. to me i thought it was great because i was like actually interested in it where like i think those people who were hooked when they were seven and eight and nine and ten yeah. who were like actually really good Kind of burn out on it and yeah. we too overexposed to that, like how good people could be or how much you were allowed to go surfing or whatever you yeah. know it's like I, w- I wasn't able to surf every day mm-hmm. and like i wasn't ha- like my parents weren't like oh yeah we'll drop you off at the beach every single day to do this as like no you got to do other stuff you know yeah. so yeah it was it was pretty interesting to see like that transition of now it's like people are getting their kids into it so early and it's just like a generational thing I think like I'm sure my kids will be like yeah we want to go surfing and I'm gonna be like yeah let's go surfing
0: no I mean I see it in skateboarding a lot like when I grew up in skateboarding like most people started at like the youngest was 12 yeah the youngest was 12 and that was like crazy and like we were talking about this the other day with my friends we're like oh my god can you imagine now it's so sick that like Kids are like four years old, yeah, and getting on a skateboard and then going to a skate park. Uh-huh. Like, dude, we didn't go to a skate park until we were like
6: sixteen. Yeah,
0: like, and we were grown adults at that point. Like, we were yeah. bigger and stuff. So it's the same thing with the surfing thing. Like, like my daughter, she's four. Like, we're starting to push her into waves on her own. Like, yeah, yeah. She's like. I can't even imagine that at that age, yeah. like Being a, but you bring up a good point that, like, maybe, like, a lot of these kids get burnt out on it. Yeah, Ooh. I mean,
6: I was introduced at that age, you know, like, two yeah. or three or four, like, kind of being at the beach and going surfing with my dad and whatever. Um, but I, there was never a thought of, like, oh, you should be good at this or anything, it's, right. or, like, or even any sort of knowledge of, like, who was good at it or right. anything. I just didn't know, and it was, like was fine for me and still fine for me yeah. that i didn't know when i was seven years old like who the guys were no, it's or whatever probably better it's probably yeah.
0: better that you didn't have this reference point that you were kind of like doing your thing you're like my relationship is like i know this surf club i know these people i serve yeah like kind of thing versus like nowadays it's like with any of this stuff like kids could go on instagram and be like that's yeah. not person. That's how good they are. Like I exactly. I mean it's gotta be intimidating, I would think.
6: Yeah, I mean I, I can't
0: phantom being like a seven year old kid and just starting to surf and then like watching like video view or like Joel, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm just gonna quit. Like
6: yeah. I'd, be,
0: I'd be like, dude, I don't wanna even do this. Anymore. I, yeah, I
6: I, <laughs> I mean, with that like technology, it, like I didn't have an iPhone until senior year of high school. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't have the internet at my fingertips until I was eighteen or seventeen yeah. or something and then it's just something that like like younger i was like oh why why isn't like why isn't that allowed why isn't that okay and it's yeah. like now i look back i was like that was the best thing that ever happened to me yeah. all i wanted to do was go outside and like jump dirt bikes and like ride skateboards and like mess around with my friends and skate everywhere and like mm-hmm. and then it, it, it turned out better like i, I mean, think
0: so too i think so. i mean something that scares me as a parent like i always, like we, we try to do that fast where like how much of, our daughter, how much do we want our daughter to like really be interactive with like technology and yeah. that kind of stuff? And how much, because there's good and there's bad. Yeah, of course. But going back to like the, the Oceanside Surf contest, so you were competing mm. and stuff, meeting new people. I mean, I've heard this from a lot of people who do a lot of the coalition things that they just like develop these friendships with other people.
6: Yeah, yeah I have lifelong friendships with people right. that like I didn't, I'm sure I'll be friends with for the rest of my life just through that. Yeah. Um, and like david's in the ocean side club i sorry to miss you in there david oh i didn't know he was he, yeah he's he was the guy that i and looked you up to you know? you. Like yeah yeah and, and it yeah he he's the guy who's right above me you know in age like i'm 22 and he's 25 or so so he's just that little bit older yeah um and he was always doing crazy things and he rode for takiyama and like that's what i always wanted to do you know um and so I I looked at him for a lot of inspiration. I still do, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure most people should. He's yeah, he's yeah. crazy, you know. He's I mean, insane. I think
0: what like you and him and people like you guys are bringing to longboarding is just more of the diversity. You mm-hmm. know, like I think for a lot of people like if they don't know like let's say we were talking about shortboard surfers in yeah like if they picture in their head what longboard gets, 90% of the time they're going to think, "Oh, someone just going down the line." Just walking, yeah, getting on the nose on the shoulder, but versus you guys, like a lot of turning, a lot mm-hmm. of power to it, like a lot of grace. Like even when I was surfing with you yes yesterday at San L, like like I saw you do like like this huge fucking cutback on this left and I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> like, dude, like someone like anyone who shortboards would love to be able to do that on a shortboard and you're doing that with like a longboard and tying that right into like a walk to the nose yeah. kind of thing. And I think what you guys bring it's just like a little bit more excitement from what people think, you know. People yeah. head, they're predetermined. They're like, oh, it's like slow walking. It's uh-huh. this blah blah blah, this and that. But you guys like, like, like Kai as well. Like, are bringing yeah. this, like, yeah, we could like nose ride, like deep in the pocket. But then it's also we could fucking turn on the gas, yeah, and yeah, whip it around.
6: Well, and that that I think, I mean, there was there's always been people who've been really good at turning longboards and like even who are doing it in a traditional sense or with. Not even like, I don't consider my equipment traditional and yeah. like Wakai and Davida riding isn't traditional. Yeah. And like, it's, it's just this like constant ever changing mm-hmm. like progression of everything, you know? Like everything is trying to be improved at all times, yeah. pretty much, even though like surfing's not broken. We don't need to fix it, but no. there's always that like, well, you could do this and you could do that. And like, there's always these tweakings yeah. that you can do and it just makes it so it's it's still fun you know it it wouldn't be fun if i was still riding the same stuff that i was two a year ago even like i I wouldn't it would just not be new for me so and i like that a lot like just changing things and changing fins and changing boards and just like really trying as much stuff as i can yeah just so it has that new and exciting feel
0: yeah, I mean, it doesn't get boring. I mean, one thing that's interesting that a lot of people also don't realize about like, like longboarding in general is that over the last, like, I'd say the last five to six years, the amount of progression there's been in equipment has been kind of insane. Yeah. Like, it's definitely, like, for a long time, you had a lot of people who were, like, like, the In The Pink and, like, the DT, like, those are kind of, like, those kind of standard longboards, right? And yeah. everybody was riding something similar to that. Yep. And then all of a sudden you saw this shift where it's like people were going either like this direction that direction foiled rails fucking v-bottom like like no concave rolls yeah. like all well this and t-
6: I, I think there's been people who have been cued into it for a long time, but it wasn't this thing that was out there, you know, And a lot of that has to do with like I don't want to tie in competitive surfing already, but like the change in competitive longboarding that's gone on the last five years yeah. I think has really changed where people can go with it you know like like if it, it's not still like all right you're gonna want to be able to do like a full wrap and pretty much an air yeah but only have to tap the nose and hang five for a sec yeah it's like no you better hang ten and do it nicely and cleanly and if you want that little bit more you're still gonna have to put it on rail like legitimately yeah. not just check turning and stuff And I think and there's been there's been people that have been doing that forever yeah it's just been I think so much smaller oh, and now because true. of social media and stuff it's like it's like some kid in Spain or wherever Australia or the US or all these places there's they can watch someone on the other side of the world and like yeah oh, now I'm inspired by that, rather than like just watching your people that are out front surfing in front of you, you know? Yeah. Which like, and that wasn't the, the same, you know? It's like, you could look at mags and you could watch the yeah. videos, but those mags and videos maybe weren't even representing what you wanted to do, oh, you know? True. And didn't even give you that insight, like, no, there's more out there. Yeah. Like, and that's how I felt kind of like, like, I was kind of doing the coalition stuff and then got into the WSL stuff and got there and, like... Didn't Did you even...
0: started doing it, what, like two years ago, no, three years ago? No,
6: like, I was a junior in high school. Oh,
0: shit, I didn't know yeah, that.
6: Yeah, yeah, me and David. qualified... I was going to say, when
0: David was doing it. Yeah,
6: so me and David qualified at the same year at the same contest in Huntington. And what and year was that? I was either 2015 or 16. Okay. Um, and we qualified at the same time and we were the only people that showed up with single fins to that year in China. Just the year before Justin Quintal got second and he was riding a single fin and surfing traditionally or whatever you want to call it but then that next year Justin didn't show up and me and David showed up and there were so many people like there was like a, a strife almost like like oh like who? first i mean there's always like whatever you do there's always gonna be like oh who are these new people you know like there's always kind of that like because those a lot of those guys have been doing it for 15 years and they're like oh these are our friends and we're these guys you know um and i think it shocked a lot of people how that went i mean it's like we didn't go very far or do like very well in the contest but like we both had opening heats that were pretty insane like like my first heat in the WSL I got three nines on my last three waves and like comboed everyone and was just like oh geez like I could maybe do this thing you know and I was like I had no confidence and like no sort of like no expectations and I like didn't know a lot of the guys from all over you know because it wasn't like social media is the way it is now where it's like you see all these, like there's a log wrap and there's like your bodega board crew and there's these things that tie the whole community together. Yeah. Like back then it wasn't like that, you yeah. know, you just knew your friends, but like your friends sent you something and you're like, oh, that's cool. Or you knew them from a magazine yeah, or a video. Where, like, now it's like, it's all tied together. And like, you probably know like yeah. a really good guy out at Noosa, if you live in California, yeah. you know, and like vice versa or whatever. So, and then. There's always those misto guys and stuff. Yeah. Which makes it great.
0: No, but but a lot of those, I mean, those competitive, the guys who were in the competitive WSL side of things, were basically like you said, they've been doing this for 15 years. This was their tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, you guys are showing up and like surfing like this. Of course, there's going to be some tension, which developed a little bit more as time went on. Did you see like when you went the next year? Did you see more people riding single fins?
6: No, it it didn't really take I mean people showing up with them in their bags but like so competing. Yeah, not competing on them. So like there was I'm trying to piece together the people who were there like the first, second and third year, because those like those were the three years we went to China, I believe. Yeah. Um that left there. And the first year was the year after Justin and there was no one I didn't even see another single fin there. I don't think it uh-huh. was like David had his first. Uh, no, it was, it was pre-Michael Takayama, make not making boards, obviously, he, but
0: making them for him.
6: But making them for David because he, he had a Layaki, which was like a new kind of board from Takayama, and a and a Model T. And I had a Model T. Uh-huh. I think I brought two Model Ts and was like, "This is what I'm riding. Yeah, this yeah. is what I like." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like people were like, "You're crazy, man!" Like. You know you're not gonna do well. You know you're not gonna make yeah. a heat. You know you're not gonna do anything well. And then we had those opening heats, and we were kind of just like me and David were like, dude, we're like in the middle of the pack here, if not like high, <laughs> yeah. higher up than yeah. we thought. Yeah. And like I don't know his his thought process going into it, but I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh geez, like. This could be something that we could do. Like yeah, <laughs> this yeah. could be fun. Um, where before I was kind of just scared the whole time and yeah. just like, oh, and like I've heard of this guy and I know this guy and like I've looked up to this guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh geez, there's like, there's like tons of people that I want to be friends with, but yeah. are like, I don't know if we should be friends yeah, with this, yeah, yeah. these new guys. But it turned out like I have a bunch of great friends from there.
0: So then you went. So then you went the next year. Did you see more? Singles? Yeah.
6: People started showing up with them, I think the next year, um, but it, I think that next year was like, the, the next year I believe was the year Steven Sawyer won, or no, Steven Sawyer got second. And I think Cole Robbins had a cool Wayne Rich that I remember, I don't know if he wrote it. And then, and then people started to like kind of And i think augusto Linto showed one of those years augusto showed up and he was surfing really nicely on both boards like he he had a traditional board because i think that was a thought process from brazil was like all right you're gonna go do the tour you're gonna ride a two plus one board but then you could tell he was like leaps and bounds on Uh, these other traditional boards and surfing was so good and i think he ended up riding his traditional boards Mm -hmm. And for good reason, you yeah, know, because he, surf- he serves them amazing and Yeah, was, he's insane. Um, and then it like, it would, it slowly kind of made these moves. And then there was one year, I think the last year in China, WSL came out and was like, we're going single fin only. I remember that. And that was big. That was like a big deal. And there was like petitions and like, like, there was strife, you know, like yeah, like people to... were pissed, and rightfully so. You know, yeah. I don't want anyone to tell me what to ride, and yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone else wants to be told what to ride yeah. either. Um, but it was it definitely put that like, all right, things are changing. That was like the ball in motion. Like they 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 canceled that or whatever. They they yeah, drew that back.
0: They pulled back. Yeah.
6: Um, but that was like, all right, times are a changing, and then there was. Then there, we went to Taiwan um, and Papua New Guinea, and there was this like, big like, all right, like longboarding's gonna work. Like they had been saying it, what people were telling me for 15 years, that they're trying to ramp up the longboard tour. Yeah. So for me, it was like, oh, they're trying to ramp this up. Like I should really put some stuff into this yeah. to get something out, and then, yeah. but then like a lot of the guys are like, yeah they've been telling us we're gonna have four contests for the last 15 years, yeah. and, and we've had one. Yeah. So what's going on like this? Don't get your hopes up, kind of thing. Right. Um, And then, then it kind of there was this like change of criteria. Um, And
0: that's when Devin came in, right? No, it was before before Devin came in. Yeah,
6: before Devin came in. Like that first or second year, I went to China. There was a criteria change, and it's been the same. They haven't changed the criteria since then. It's been like five, six, seven years. Yeah. But nobody was riding traditional equipment. It's like it's like traditional maneuvers in the critical part yeah, of the yeah, section, yeah. I've seen whatever. It before, yeah. um, and that's been the same for like seven years or something. But they weren't years. judging to it. Though. Yeah, well, they they weren't judging to it necessarily. But then sometimes they were, cause like Justin that year before, and it yeah. could have been implemented that year before. Justin got second. And he was riding traditional equipment really nicely and. Yeah. And super deep and like he was he was doing it how they wanted to and he was smoking guys the whole time and then like I had that one heat that was like oh this is like what they want to see but I just didn't know how to surf a contest at all you know and then there was like like David had heats that were really amazing and Cole Robbins had some heats that were really amazing and like there's a lot of guys who had really really incredible heats but it wasn't But no one was able to put it together the whole way. Like, no one was able to, from start to finish, be like, you know, I'm gonna stomp this thing the whole way through, and... I'm gonna win doing this. Like, yeah. that was a hard thing. And it's it's gonna be a hard thing to do forever, you know? Yeah, I don't think, I,
0: I think it's a change. It's almost like you think about, like, the strikes, though, in baseball, right? Yeah. Like, how umpires call it, like, they called this a ball, like, two innings ago, but now they're calling it a strike. Like, yeah. yeah. same thing with judging at a surf contest, yeah. almost worse, they're like, hey, two heats ago, if I did this nose ride, I got this many points. Exactly. But now they're only judging it like this. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking, it's yeah. a nightmare.
6: It's a, it's a hard thing, and it's like, figure skating, it's like, It's like, unless you've been in figure skating your whole life, how do you know how to judge figure skating? And luckily, like, everyone would complain about the judges, like, those first couple years, like, they don't know what they're doing, they're not, they're shortboard judges, they don't know how to serve, They they don't know this, they don't know that. That's actually not true. Like, there's a couple of them who can surf really good on longboard, yeah. and like, I've seen it. And yeah. They surf nice, and they have understanding of what style is, and they they have understanding. It's like but no one was in front of them doing that. So how can they give, they gotta give scores for what they're seeing, you know? Yeah. So then then it becomes, I would hate to be a judge, really. No,
0: no, no, I wouldn't either. Even for like one of Joel's contests, which is little, even more fun, like yeah. that, so I, I've been in that booth and I'm like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah, seriously. Like, no, thank you.
6: Well, they, they gotta make, like, luckily in Joel's events they can like, they have their whole panel and then they have like a sub panel, pretty much yeah, yeah. it seems like. Like I was up there one time in one of the finals and like, like something goes really well and that person gets what they should and then one person will think someone else did a good thing but like five other people are like eh. yeah yeah and then then they go back to the voice of reasons behind them being yeah. like all right so was that it or not it and then they can decide where at least like and the WTO, It's like they they're clicking it in, once it's in, it's in. Yeah, there's wow. a head there's a head judge, but like it's hard to control that whole scenario as people are like seconds and four people are up on the same way It's like it? they're they're watching replays and stuff, but it's still like live yeah, and you entertainment and whatever. So and I, I think they have pretty good judges in there at the moment.
0: Now you started now now as you were doing the contest though, you were going getting better and better and better at them. Now was that from you just getting uh, used to riding? Like, what? What do you think made it that you were placing higher and higher and higher?
6: Um, I don't. It's it's hard to say. It's a lot to. I mean, do like with I've
0: watched your heats. Like, like, like Worm and I were just talking about like the the last WSL contest. Like, yeah. Like that semi that you won was probably the best heat to watch in the whole fucking contest. Yeah. Like pro- we were we were probably. just yeah we were just like like that was like that's like what it's about like yeah. kind
6: of like holy shit yeah yeah that was that was good surfing and that was i'm proud of that you know no, 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 it, was, <laughs> and, uh, like it
0: was it was so much fun like like she was there watching it in person we were back here home watching it and like seeing you in those heats was just like like it was kind of for for me the way it felt like i was like this is what i want the world to see about longboarding like like if they're gonna watch a contest I want them to watch this, yeah. like, so they understand. Like, this is what fucking goes into it. Yeah, yeah,
6: and I mean, I can't say exactly what it does to like flip that switch because I've, I've had heats the last five years yeah. or something. Whether it's like coalition or, or like I do the college contest yeah. and like I'll do that or whatever. And sometimes I'll be on and sometimes I won't be yeah. on, you know. And like sometimes I'll get in that rhythm where like. I feel like I got, just got like the three best waves at Malibu I've ever gotten in my life, yeah. and then other times it's like I'm struggling to get that one, and then I see like these other guys doing laps around me getting the best ones. And it's more or less just I think being comfortable with the time frame and like understanding the, how many waves you actually need versus like how many you want to catch, and like yeah. don't want to give up too many secrets. <laughs> but like it's just experience, you know, and like. And a lot of the guys told me that, who were looking out for me on that WSL tour. I was like, dude, don't get discouraged. Like, you're gonna be right in the mix here in a matter of time. But like, you're gonna have to understand that like it takes time to know when to go, not to go. Like when, what board stride when. And that was always kind of my thing. Cause I was kind of like the, like, I just want to ride my single fin board. Yeah no matter what you know and like sometimes it would go really well and sometimes it wouldn't and luckily now they're kind of introducing these longboard waves into the whole thing yeah like we were in taiwan and it was like eight foot and closing out like what the fuck are you gonna do and like what are we gonna do seriously so it's it's been an interesting roller coaster no
0: and, and it sucks that like because of the pandemic like you know it started on such a good note like you and joel the final joel pulled it out all the people that were kind of placing in that contest and going to that contest for me it was like it's the people we surf with like all the time right yep. and it's kind of like okay this is the changing of the guard yeah now obviously because the pandemic it's like stopped and you know hopefully they can restart it uh uh-huh. in january I'm,
6: yeah we'll see what happens I, i'm not sure
0: yeah i mean i've talked to Devin about it and like you know they're going to do what they can do it's, it's, yeah. the world is happening but you know, you've seen this WSL thing change. Do you think it's changing in the
6: right direction or do you think there's something else they could be doing to make the change even better? Um I mean I don't want to be overly critical just because from where I saw it in the beginning to where it is now. Yeah. I would say it's tenfold better and that's why people are more, your
0: opinion because you've yeah. been there firsthand.
6: Yeah, I mean in the beginning. So it's, I don't know, it's weird to try to like piece it all together, but in the beginning it was way less family atmosphere. Okay. Um, there was all these cliques of guys who'd known each other for so long, or or you came from one place or another, and those were your, your homies, and you just knew them, kind of, and there was always cross-friendships and stuff, but when I first got on it seemed very clicky. Uh-huh. Now it's like everyone, it's like that perfect mix between, like, a coalition contest and, like, the shortboard WSL, you know? Like, that's what I'm trying to... hope they kind of bridge. It's like, like, yeah, everyone's there. They want to win. They want to do well. But now there's, like, people coming to... Like, because of Noosa and the festival and everything that goes on, it's like, you don't have to be at the contest to be doing the WSL one. You're at the contest because there's, like... Either the festival's going on right. or the W Cell is going on. But you just want to see like all these amazing people served. Yeah. Or you just like happen to be there, which I've like over the years I've had this happen where people are like, you had no idea there was a contest going on and that's all these people are doing for their vacation is yeah, just yeah. hanging out and watching this contest yeah, yeah, 'Cause yeah. they're like, How did I just end up here, you know? So it's I would say it's I mean, I can't say it's as good as it's ever been because there's always there's been more money and there's been more exposure. Yeah. There's been this way that people are able to make a decent living out of it. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily the case right now. There's a couple guys doing pretty well. And then there's a lot of people who are doing their side gigs and yeah. have are hustling, you know, and that's not a problem, but it's, it would be something nice to see is like, yeah, it'd be cool. If the top 20 guys were able to like spread out sponsors like, live, and live do well. USL
0: shortboard life. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's interesting when when they did the New York contest this woman was announcing and I forgot her name, but she was like awesome. Because she kinda knew everything about everybody. But one of the things that she said which was so cool and it actually I think it's
6: Shannon maybe. Is that who it is? I think blonde girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: And she was like, the one thing about all these longboard competitors is that there's more college degrees in the water right now than you'll ever find at a shortboard contest. And I thought that what her, her yeah, it's true her statement meant for me is that like in longboarding, the people that do this, they have a bigger life than just this. Yeah. Right? Like this is the main passion in their life. But like you said, the side hustles. like, this one's a chef. This one does yeah. this. This one's like does this for a thing. Like, and yeah. I think that's what makes this culture very uh, interesting in a way. Cause like when you see a lot of like the, cause I've been around a lot of like CT surfers and stuff. Like you uh-huh. see them, it's like surfing, working out nutrition, surfing, working out nutrition. It's like yeah. boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And this is more of like, hey, like do you guys want to go to this fucking Let's go to Joshua Tree and just hang out. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, let's,
6: yeah. Let's do it. Like it's laid. It's easygoing, you know. Yeah. And like it's, and I can't put all shortboard people into a bubble and stuff. Cause no, no,
0: because it, I, I wouldn't yeah. put everyone
6: into it. But like, I know when you're like, you know, you, for instance, you go
0: if you go to like like a, a CT event, right, in person, and you see like the the athletes area uh-huh. compared to like a WSL longboard... yeah, athletes, it crazily is, different. So different, and yeah. like everyone's just chill, like you were saying, hanging out. There's other people there, like
6: yeah. Like I think it's really funny when like, there's like, no athlete area no. in any of the longboard events. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: right. There's not, like shit. There's like there's like oh there's like free cycles and there's like a bucket of and we're just like fucking hanging out. Yeah. And it's and
6: there's like, like a, there's like a trainer or something. Yeah. And like like I remember two years ago or something I was in Taiwan and i like my board just slapped me so hard uh, surfing the day before like hey you got like can you do anything for this and he's like oh i can massage it so he's just like giving me a little deep tissue (laughs) massage right before i'm like yeah it should be good (laughs) like like, like, i had no idea what it was gonna do or not do no 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 and and yeah you're right it's like and and there's a family atmosphere to it too there's a there's a lot of spouses parents brothers and sisters and stuff and that's that's that family aspect that doesn't seem like it's getting intermingled too much and like i obviously can't speak for like other tours and other things and other sports but there's like a legitimate family atmosphere going on down there and it's cool like and you're excited to see your friends and like Uh during this whole pandemic thing i'm like i'm like talking to people from all over like i'm on the whatsapp like calling my buddies, Uh, being like dude how are you guys doing like like it's kind of crazy here is it crazy over there yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy or yeah. no it's not like yeah or we're just surfing or we haven't surfed in 50 days or like like and you just get this like worldwide perspective on these things because uh-huh. you have this family that's like everywhere yeah which is it's, cool.
0: it's gotten so much bigger i mean that's the thing that i always liked about joel's contest like joel's contest where like it always felt like that and it's nice to see that now happening to the wsl longboard tour you know because i think like the personalities that are behind you know not just you guys as competitors but also the personalities that come along with it are very interesting yeah they are uh one of the things i wanted to ask you about is so like i you kind of touched a little bit about it with equipment so you've been getting a, a yes
6: yeah, so cj and ryan Eagle. Okay. Um,
0: and how did that start
6: um several years ago um i had always like like CJ was always the guy for me like there was Joel like like when I eighth grade or whatever bringing yeah. it back he's like I was like dad who should I like watch surf you know yeah. And he's like oh fire up YouTube and go look up Joel Tudor that's what he said yeah, he's yeah. like go look up Joel Tudor yeah. and I was like oh my god yeah. like and then soon after thinking that I was like I figured out who CJ Nelson was, and I was yeah. like, oh this is the guy like yeah. for me that that's the guy like yeah. it's it's hard to rival him um, just like I was really into his switch dance stuff and like his power and like the the control that he had um, and so I was kind of like I was interested in how he surfed and like I met him in Santa Cruz at one of the coalition contests okay. um, and it was kind of right when he was ramping up his cj nelson designs i believe uh-huh. um and we just kind of had a conversation it was like what are you writing now how do you feel about that like i was writing takiyama's and josh martin had made me a i was writing a false award board for like oh, wow yeah like probably like eight months or so i was like kind of when takiyama was like like i i was maybe one of the only guys to come in after donald died and they were like all right you're gonna be like we're gonna help you out and we're gonna cool. we're gonna just help help you tune in what you're doing you know it's like you're good enough to like help help and figure out and you want to have a relationship with your shaper right. um so i kind of got brought in there and then it slowed down and they were moving factories and it was hard for me to get boards and they were expensive and like it things just changed pretty quick yeah, yeah. and I was like, alright, well like let me explore my backyard and I was like Rachel Tilly was always riding for Josh Martin and we she was doing the, the competitive stuff a lot longer than I have but we traveled together and like she was kind of my travel homie okay. um for the first couple years and well, I always like Josh's boards um and he made me he didn't make me this board he the balsa board was it traveled a lot it was like austin Sonier had it corey Pinto had it okay. um i think rachel had it and then i had it and i rode that thing for like six or eight months and it was still probably one of my yeah. favorite surfboards ever you know like yeah. i know he still has it and i I text him or we'll Instagram back and forth and be like, cool. be like when are we going to get like because like we've been talking about making a balsa wood board forever and like I know I'm going to get one but I'm going to have to wait and yeah, like yeah. everything's got to play out and stuff um, but I, I was riding a balsa board and I was taking that to all the coalition contests and I was like surfing Santa like steamer lane on it in Malibu yeah. and like there's this chambered tenno cool. like so it was lighter because yeah. it was chambered, um, but it was like, had this momentum to it that was... I mean, that n- weight, yeah. Insane, like, it had boat resin, 10 ounce fiberglass, I believe, and like, yeah. it was it was an incredible board. Like, now I'm just thinking about it, like, damn, I wish I had that yeah, board yeah. right now. Um, but I know it's close by and I can get it whenever, but that, I was kind of doing stuff with him. Um, and I was kind of just like wanted to explore surfboards, you know, because I wasn't tied in really yeah, yeah. with um, Takayama. And then, and then CJ approached me and he's like, "Well, like, we're getting these boards made, and and like these uh, the different guys are shaping them for me. And he's like, "Well, like, like Ryan Ingle lives super close to you. Yeah, he's right over here. And like, we're pretty much neighbors. And I didn't really know him yeah. that well or anything. Um, and then I met up with him and we just Talked about how I wanted to surf and where I was going to be surfing. I think the the first board he made me was uh was like a they call it the Eon Flux. It hasn't really come. I don't know if anything came out of it or anything, um, but it's like this diamond tail with. Wide point back, like Australian kind of influence, but has concave in it. And I brought it to the Mexi Log Fest, uh-huh. and the thing's insane. Like it was insane. And I was like, if I ever go down to Mexico, I bring that board because okay. it's like it's insane. And I don't even like to ride it here because the waves don't really do the board justice. Yeah, I yeah. feel Like, like it's too short and it's not like steep, fast pockets and like yeah. And that, that's a quality board made. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like he made me that first board, and I was like, I oh, should like. That was maybe one of the better boards I've ever ridden yeah, yeah. in my life. So I was like, it was this natural thing of like, all right, we live in the same town. Like, you should probably, make, like, we should probably do something, you know? Yeah. And then it, it was also this, like, cool tie-in with CJ. And CJ was interested in the way I surfed. And he had input on, like, how I was surfing and really inspiring and stuff. And so he was able to be like, well, I think I know you, what you want here, and he was able to be like, "All right, Ryan, this yeah, is cool. what we we got to do for him right now," and then, and then I was like, "Okay, we're going to Taiwan last year it was eight foot and closing out. All right, we're gonna do like this, and then we're gonna." Yeah. So it was really like it was natural, but also very just like. I don't know, it all came together naturally, but then it started to, like, really be producing, like, really good boards, and I'm super happy with the boards yeah, I have. Yeah, and... Ryan
0: Engel does not get enough credit for the work he does. I have two, two boards that he's made. Okay. I have, like, a, a twin-fin fish, and then I had uh, a bandit board. Nice. and like i love those boards but like i see all the boards he does for cj and like i remember being at the factory a couple of times he doesn't get the credit that he should because his boards are like
6: unbelievable they're top-notch they're world-class you know yeah. and like and i like and he was a shop kid for infinity and like he's been doing it in yeah. and around forever and like and then he's he's got a shaping machine and like he's cutting boards for people and yeah. he's like so involved in the whole process not just the shaping oh yeah like oh, he's yeah. he's so in tune with like cutting boards and like making sure he's getting rockers 100 correct and like yeah. he, he's just really amazing with his tools you know
0: yeah I've, i love all the stuff i've seen that he does and like i've seen your boards and stuff it's like i i just think it's someone that like definitely deserves more credit for what they do yeah um, you also have a relationship with uh, San Onofre Surf, Club, uh, Surf Company, how did that start?
6: Um, that was also pretty natural, I mean I was like down in Santa, and like I, I've known a lot of those people for a long time, I went to middle school with a lot of those kids and high school with some of them and, and everyone kind of just been around and stuff and then all of a sudden my like some of my friends were working in the factory over there um in the warehouse and doing design and promotion and marketing and like uh, this guy joey lambert um who owns san no free surf co um was really just like taking care of these people you know and i'm like yeah. dude this is cool like this is a this is a this is a cool place to be you yeah, know yeah. um and that's what really drew me in was like how it was such a family atmosphere and like it's such a grassroots like all right these are like our three shirts that we want to do right now and then just kind of growing and growing and growing and growing and now they're like they're doing good and they're they're doing you know, well they're and, doing awesome. and uh and they're like a a really just like it's like a grassroots brand that isn't hasn't reached its potential yet yeah. and it's gonna go yeah so that's that's cool to be a part of because I like I have a lot of faith in it, and the people working there have a lot of faith in it, and then Joey has a lot of faith in it and like because it's such a good idea you know yeah. it's like it's like Sano, you know everyone knows <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. like surfing and Sano, Onofre go back you know yeah. like a long time and so it's it's just a, it's a good brand to be a part of, and I'm lucky to be there.
0: And yeah, and you have a good crew like Ali, you.
6: Um, yeah, Kyle and Avalon does some stuff for them, and there's there's a Grom crew there, and like it's it's really rad. Like they they're taking care of a lot of people, you know. No,
0: and it's important. I mean, the thing is, you know, it's not just shapers. A lot of people forget it's not just shapers, but a lot of these fringe like clothing brands. Uh-huh. They can do a lot for the surf community and for the surfers, especially people involved with the competitive side of it and sometimes they forget. Like I hear a lot of clothing brands are like, Oh, I don't know if this is gonna make a like Dude, if you hook them up with clothes and you give them like a hundred bucks a month, that's a hundred bucks that they didn't have before. Like yeah. you know, it's like it's fully it's a little it's a little kind yeah, of Yeah
6: and like it's it started out uh with them like I was I was doing some stuff with them and I was doing some stuff with Birdwell and like I kind of was like oh i want to like i want to be like doing some sort of i always saw these guys and like the are writing for these people or whatever yeah. and like i was like oh that was, that's cool you know like yeah. that's that's my way into like not having to pay a plane flight here yeah, or yeah. an entry fee here and like so it became like like it's not a like i don't even know how to say it but it, it becomes like this thing that starts to help you and you're like all right now like like we can help each other doing this. And yeah. that's that's what it is really. It's yeah. like, we can help each other and get this thing out there. And the more we help each other, the more it gets out there and yeah. the better it goes and stuff. So and it was it was very like organic in the way it came about. And I'm friends with those guys and
5: no, no, can just go a-
6: grab coffee with Joey and we'll talk about conspiracy theories and aliens and crazy stuff for like four and a half hours. And we'll be like, oh, that was a long time, yeah. later, yeah, <laughs> Like I'm gonna go know. surf. Yeah. So, it's 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 a cool place to be, and I, I really enjoy it.
0: Now you also, um, you uh, did some work with uh, Flying Daggers, right? That's like, is that CJ's fin company, or is he just- Yeah, surfing? it's
6: Flying Diamond. Flying diamonds. Um, sorry. No, you're good. Um, so, it's, it's a mix, it's run, there's a couple people involved in it, Mark Nelson, um, who originally, uh, like did most of the uh, business side of CJ's company before they sold to the Firewire uh-huh. and then Yusan Sumitomo who's like the brains behind Thunderbolt Technologies yeah, you. Yeah. um and Crime Surfboards and like these these really intelligent people you yeah. know um and they're they're their factories are like all tied in close to like FTS and all these different fin Areas and stuff, and so it's natural for them to be like, oh, like we we have this board line, we want fins for them, right? Yeah, and like, like, it's like we could say, yeah, go buy this fin for it, or we could design stuff that's like for the boards, and yeah. then it's just another like natural progression of like things that people are trying to do and produce and yeah. stuff. Um, so I I started like maybe five or six months ago. Um, just like drawing up templates and stuff and having their guys make me some fins. And then they went they went well and I had some problems like too wide of bases and yeah. some flexes that were off. And we're just like, you know, always learning, you know? Yeah. Like I, I always tell myself like, I don't know what I know. I just, I just know what like I want to know. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. then so I'm always just trying to learn. And that was, those two people like you and Mark, like, Really helped me learn a lot of stuff, like on the business side and on like the the manufacturing side of things. And they um, they gave me an opportunity to like make make some fins, and we're doing that right now. And we we haven't come out with anything yet, but we're we're getting it going. And I have a couple fins that I'm really stoked on. Um, I haven't even really named them yet or oh, figured awesome. out colors or anything, but I have I have all the samples and stuff uh-huh. and. I have like one that's pretty Greeno influenced I I with like a little narrower base than the tip of a Greeno but a wider base to, or a narrower tip but a wider base than oh, a Greeno. And then I have the, I, I always rode like, before I was super into the Greeno, I liked the the DT flex fin. Yeah. like that fin that everyone rides on the Michael Takayama boards. Yeah, yeah. Um, But for me, there was improvements to be made on that fin. Um, So I have a fin that's a mix between that and some other people's fins from a long time ago. And Uh like, just kind of working in that fin and like, I wrote that that session you saw me yesterday yeah. was the first time I rode that fin. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> and it, it felt pretty good. <laughs> no, no, you were like it was
0: fucking crazy. Like I was looking at those turns, I was like
5: fucking a. Yeah, like, so
6: that was the first session on the fin, on that fin, um, and I, I think that's gonna change a lot of people surfing, not just my own, but like I, I've sent some photos to some buddies and like, hey, look what I got, because I've been talking about this like this like. DT flex influence, like that sort of rake on the fin. Um, yeah, because the rake is pretty severe. Yeah, but then like the the leading edge on it, I've always kind of thought that wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. And like, that's the beauty of it's like it's all personal preference. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah, matter, totally. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But I just felt like there was like this little improvement that could be made on like the turning and nose riding aspects of that fin. Um and so I played around with it. I think we got it, honestly. And I sent it to my buddies and they're like, Alright, can I get one? You know? Yeah. Like I, I need one. I need yeah. one. <laughs> and like it's pretty funny. I I'm, I'm excited to have my buddies surfing them and stuff yeah. and and me surfing them and like getting getting other people's opinions on them too. Um but they're they're beautiful looking, like these they're amazing the way they yeah, came I've, out. I've
0: seen something the ones that CJ has I mean, I think that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize, like, in longboarding, it's this. When it comes to equipment, it's got to be this perfect. It's like a like a three pronged match. If, if you know ask I me. Mean. It's the surfer, the board, the fin, and it's not just this the board and the fin, but where in the box the fin is placed for that person and how they like. Yeah. Because some people like like I remember when I first started longboarding, like I would move the thing all the way to the front, have a super fucking squiggly board, uh-huh. and then like now I'm like a middle of the box person. Yeah. A certain kind of fin. Like you could dramatically change, yeah, yeah. How you surf.
6: Yeah, a hundred percent. And like the fin changes so much. And then I have one that's kind of like a old Weber type fin. Um, like a hatchet style. Kind of, not like or no, like no, the, not the pivot. Yeah, like the the Weber pivot. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty out of that book. Um, and I had a Mark Stavron make me a fin from my Model T a long, long time ago, like six maybe six seven eight years ago uh-huh. um and it's very influenced off that um and i always felt like like that one i always rode super far back and liked it and then like these other like greeno influenced ones i ride mid box and then yeah. that that one i was riding yesterday was all the way in the front of the box oh, okay and it felt really good too so yeah. it's like it's really personal preference how the waves are going to be what yeah. the board is that you're putting it into
0: no it's it's all these like it's all these different like you know parameters it's, it's it's one of the things that i love about longboarding and i geek out about more than any other kind of surfing because it's like you know you could be in the parking lot or at the beach and like look at the wave and be like okay today i'm gonna have to surf it with like turning more yeah that kind of thing and you gotta move that fin you know yeah. and it, your board works for that and like uh-huh. oh you know what i'm gonna really lock in nose rides today like that's gonna be my thing people don't realize that you can the adaptability is pretty impressive
6: yeah it is impressive and like the the equipment is there's just like this spectrum you know that's in it and it's it's never gonna be solved, and it's never gonna be. just There's
0: never a perfect
6: board. That's yeah. Like
0: everybody thinks this is like I'm talking to are Like I'm gonna make the perfect board. I'm like, good fucking luck. Because yeah. Guess what? The perfect surfer doesn't exist, and the perfect wave doesn't exist. So the perfect board can never. Exist. Yeah. Exactly.
6: And like I think that's what's cool about like asymmetrical stuff, and like, because it just proves like you you watch Birch yeah, at I got it. like uh, Desert Point, and you're like. Yeah, dude, that could be perfect. Like, like maybe that is perfect, yeah. you know? And like, or if not, it's very damn close. Yeah. And he's just riding what he feels like is gonna be good. And yeah. like, I think that has a lot to do with it that is really unspoken. It's like, whatever you wanna do, that's gonna be good. You know, yeah. like, that's gonna be great. You know, whatever you really wanna do, that's really? gonna be, ha- ha- like, that really determines your happiness is like, if you, want to do it this way but someone tells you to do it this way like you're probably not going to get the success you're looking for if you just do it the way someone else tells you but if you find your own path and you really just take it how you want it yeah that's what I've learned the last couple years is like you just got to do whatever you're going to do and like not in a selfish or malicious or not caring about other people way but like if you do what you want to do you're going to ultimately, I think, be happier because you're just following your path instead of trying to, like, oh, well, this person wants me to do this and this person wants me to do this. And, like, then you're fighting these little, like, demons in your head being like, oh, maybe I didn't do that exactly how I wanted to do it or maybe I didn't go this place or that place because someone told me it wasn't the place but I wanted to go there and I should have went there. And, like, I've always noticed, like, going and just doing, trying to, not exactly what you want to do, but just going and doing whatever you feel like is right is usually going to be right and if you're if you're a good person it's going to work out you know
0: yeah it's like forcing a style right like you might like you could like a surfer and their style but like you shouldn't try to copy them because it's not natural to who you are and like yeah. you said you're fighting all these little things like maybe your body isn't the same shape as that person, yeah, yeah. And you don't have the same weight distribution so how would you even have
6: that same style? yeah that's sano right now really yeah there's a lot of people copying a lot of other people I, and there's some really original people down yeah. there doing really amazing stuff and then there's a lot of people trying to be like. Well oh, I watched this video six hundred times, so I should be able to do that and like yeah. you kinda forget that that person did that because they wanted to do it. Yeah. Not because they saw someone else surf that. Yeah, they way. didn't
0: see the vi- they didn't see the video <laughs> six hundred times to film the video. Yeah. Like, you saw it six hundred times. There was no fucking video. Yeah. So they did what they did. I mean, they
6: invented it, you know, like it's like yeah. it's like they didn't invent surfing, but they invented that yeah. nuance of whatever that is, really. So It's pretty funny sometimes. Sometimes I get discouraged down there just being like... I've seen that video that that person was trying to do that. I know that. I know that. But that other guy who did it did it really nice. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Well that's like Malibu. Malibu, that's the classic. Like they all like you have like... It's funny because a lot of people are like... They love to like worship Dora at Malibu, right? but then they're basically exact clones and they're exactly the antithesis of like what he like the thing that yeah, he despised worked. that. You know, like he know? despised he didn't want everyone to look the fucking same. But meanwhile, that's exactly what you're doing. You all dress the same. You all surf the same wave, the same you all ride the same boards. Like ride whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I mean, it's want. such
6: a personal expression thing. It's like and it's I hard. I think those are the people who like really understand it. Those those core guys who like really just surf because that's what they need yeah. to do, and they're they're fucking addicted to surfing. You yeah. know, like those people aren't changing what they're doing because of lack of knowledge. Those guys are like, well, this feels good, and that feels good, and yeah. this feels good. But then there's this whole subsection of surfing right now that's like, I want to be this guy, I want to be that guy. I, wanna I, this guy.
0: It. Like, I remember, like, so when I grew up in skateboarding, there was this guy, like, like I, you know, about skateboarding. No, it's but, not but there was this guy like Matt Hensley, right? mm-hmm. and like he had this video part, and he dressed a certain way, and he skated a certain way. And like a week later, we would showed up to like our popular skate spot, the Brooklyn Bank, and there would be 200 shoes that looked just like that. Shaved hair that was dyed blue, chain wallet, cargo <sighs> shorts, trying to do the same tricks. And I remember me being
6: like- I think Innocence posted something today, and it was like, it's a culture vulture, I think. <laughs> I think that's, that's what it is, it's yeah. like, People going after like, and that's, there's no problem with it. Everyone's figuring out their own lives for themselves, but like, it's like, why can't you just like, take the like, well, I like some of this, you know? Like in, in surfing, it's hard to say like, how people want to dress. And so It's yeah. like, people need to just do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, why don't you just like, like, I feel like my surfing just takes like, a little bit of this and a little uh-huh. bit of that and a little bit and like, I'm influenced by all these guys that like could go on forever and ever. But I don't want to be any of those guys. Right, you I, don't
0: want to be any single one of those people. You're kind of like taking a little bit. I mean, but that's society in general, right? You look at some of the best things in the world, like 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 playing guitar. Let's say you yeah. want to learn how to play guitar. Of course, the first way you learn how to play guitar is by playing a song you like and a band you like, right? Yeah. That's so you're like, I want to learn this song and I wanna play it really good. And you listen to any guitarist from any genre of music, like Metallica, any of them, they'll be like, oh yeah, like I learned this Jimi Hendrix song and it took me like two months, and that's how I learned how to play." But after that, the really good ones, after that, they didn't mimic that style. That just was the start of like that. And I think it's the same way with surfing, like yes, you watch these videos and you're like, oh, that's how they walk to the nose. Okay, let me try to do that. But then there becomes a point where it's like, do it the way you want to do it. Yeah. Do it the way you want to do it, because when you do, you brought up this thing about these like demons that you're fighting it's something that a lot of people don't discuss like if you're fighting all these demons there's all these sparks going off that are detrimental to you actually doing something good
4: definitely and you should
0: just be like at a certain point be like this is how i surf yeah this is what i do and it makes me happy and my body feels good and it's just the way it is and this is how i distribute one and i like these boards and i like to do this and i like to surf these spots just do it yeah you know kind of thing i think it's you know it's something that's It's hard because I can imagine there is peer pressure and you're like, I want to fit in and I want to learn and all this. But at a certain point, you just got to be like...
6: yeah. I think like that that fit in thing. So like, I I went to school out here in San Juan. And like, if you were a surfer, you wanted to go to San Clemente or Dana. And that's pretty much it. Like, from where I live right Right. here. Um, If you wanted to be like the good surfer guy, and I had to learn to deal with like my parents weren't gonna send me somewhere else because I like to surf. Yeah, they're like ridiculous. They're like, screw you, dude, you're walking over the hill right that's here to school. school. That's where you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and w- my buddies and I had a great time out there. We had to go surf this crappy wave over here in San Clemente and mm-hmm. no other team surfed there. And it was great. Like we were just fooling around. Yeah. Every day we went we went and surfed for like surf practice or whatever we could go to those other places after school or on the days we didn't have our whatever. And then like, now that I'm friends with most of the guys who like went to Dana or San Clemente or like know them or whatever, or have relationships with them, it's like, yeah, we all just like experience different things and that just guides us to like where we're gonna go, you know, it's like, like, I don't know anyone who went to either school who like really made it in any yeah, sort of so it's way like it's like it's like, it's like you guys just took it way more seriously than we did yeah. and i mean i think we had more fun honestly you well, know here's
0: the thing when you bring up the fun thing i think why you guys became like better surfers whatever you want to call it better whatever the term is is that you guys weren't pressurized into it yeah So like you had more fun and like when you're talking about this thing like having these random pressure points you're going out into like you're saying oh we went to this crappy break and we used to fool around your serotonin levels are so much higher that anything you're doing becomes so much more positive yeah so it's like kind of like surfing just became more positive and natural like okay we're having a good time put a smile on your face yeah, yeah. versus you can imagine a lot of those kids were like all right now i'm at the school
6: well yeah and now well, i gotta do this it's like i gotta do that and it's like i still see it like i don't surf where i had to surf in high school i go surf where like a lot of the other high schools surf or whatever and i i try not to go when they're out and like give them their time or whatever um but you see it it's like they're like there's kids eating themselves up over like not getting the wave not not doing the air not doing like the maneuver not doing you're like dude i don't want to put you down right now but you're missing the whole point of this you yeah. know like you're you're missing the point yeah this is supposed to be fun yeah like especially when you're a grom like yeah. there's not supposed to be anything but fun no involved prepper. in this yeah. um and i think that's where Orange County maybe has led surfing astray, in yeah, a
0: way. I mean, it's a surf club Now you have, like, I'm gonna wrap this up soon, but you have a little surf club locally that, I, who started it, the San Juan Capistrano Surf Club? Yeah, like.
6: so, it's something that we're getting in, involved no, in. Cool. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um it originally, like, Ian Gautrin, Patrick O'Connor, um, myself, and, like, JJ lives over the hill right yeah. here in San Juan and like you can like I was just talking to my buddy the other day like you watch JJ surf and he's like he's like Picasso you know like no you can you can watch that dude surf and he's like on a right point that's there's almost I don't think there's anything better in my yeah. opinion yeah I, I've watched a lot of surfing and like that dude does it as good as it gets but to wrap into the San Juan surf team thing is like it's like there was only like the Dana guys and the and the San Clemente guys, and there was there was really good surfers who were living in San Juan forever. Yeah. But we never had anything. We we still don't have anything. It's not like an official thing. We just made up some hats and some shirts and no, stuff. No, and we're, and no. we're like, let's rep our crew. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like let's 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 not like no one was ashamed of it or whatever. Yeah. But it was like always this novelty thing. It's like no, we don't live on the beach. You know, like. Yeah sorry we don't we we weren't that lucky but yeah. we're damn lucky and we're happy to be here and like and we rip it, yeah and <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna be like oh but we're these guys we're gonna be like oh, fuck you we're these guys so yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's kind of where it came about and then and there's a there's a strong crew of, of kids and stuff that yeah. are really into longboarding that i never really noticed when i was that age or younger yeah. um like i had my buddies who we surfed with and stuff and and we liked surfing but we never noticed it was like anything else other than that Um, and maybe it's just that I'm a little older now I can like i end social media and stuff I'm like dude there's these kids who are ripping and like and they're inspired by all these other people who are around them and that's cool and like Maybe we should make something of that. Yeah. So we, we haven't like done anything really official. No, no, there's it like Instagram
0: because Ian turned me on to it and I was like, dude, this is dope that you guys have this little like crew. Yeah, it's like, like a grassroots deal. Like, it's this like, is so cool. Like this is but see these are the things that like social media and surfing, this is where it excels. Like, you could do these little things like, oh, fuck it, let's start this random account, make some shirts, it's like yeah. me and my buddies,
6: who cares? Yeah, like, yeah,
0: And then everyone kind of feels like you're in on it, a post goes up every
6: once in a while. Yeah, it's like everyone has the, everyone has the account info, so it's like, hey, if and it's like, it's no one on there is like posting stuff of themselves, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, I see this cool thing of Ian, like Ian's not gonna post a photo no, of himself no. on the San Juan surgery, so I'm gonna go and like yeah. be like, dude, look at this guy, look yeah. who we got, and yeah. then like, and then we'll, we'll, like snipe photos from JJ's Instagram yeah. and be like, look at team president or we got yeah. like the dads and like, we're like, Oh, but like, did you see him surfing in the eighties? Like yeah. here's a photo that someone pulls out of a scrapbook somewhere I'll and stuff. It. And, uh, it's pretty cool actually. Like the Dana point surf club, it's like, it's a short boarding club deal and it's a cool family atmosphere. Um, and we got this photo the other day, and it's it's from this old book that was written um, like in Capo Beach area, and it's their logo, and it says San Juan by the Sea, um, and that's the Dan Point Surf Club logo, and we're like, yeah, that's San Juan by the Sea, like I think that's us, yeah. but and like it's cool, we know like everyone's friends with everyone, so it's cool, but we're just like, hey, we have this little nook of guys who are really happy about surfing and like are into no, it there's, and, like, a,
0: there's a big community here i mean that's again like what are, what's been like one of the amazing things about like you know living like right here is that like i love like all you guys and like this little crew and like getting to know you guys better like i'm like this for me is like kind of like like you and ian and jj like like just so like positive and good yeah and like, and, like i think maybe there's something to be said that's better about like well, we live by the ocean, but not right by. Yeah. Like, there's something to be said. Like, we're not we're not spoiled like you guys. Like, we have to work <laughs> for a little bit. Like, we gotta actually go down or take a Highway to get to Doheny. Yeah, it's right. A little, it's a little work to do that.
6: Yeah. So, and and we have fun with it. Nice, like. No, my, my friends guys. still give me shit, and I give all my friends shit. Like, but and that's what's fun. And that's what's fun about it. So it's good, and hopefully, um, hopefully, in the next little bit, we can like, we we're actually talking about like pre-COVID stuff. We we're like, hey, we're actually gonna have a meeting and see just what kids show up and like who wants to be exactly a part right. of our club. Yeah. So, and I think that's coming. You know, like, and that's gonna that's gonna matri- like materialize into something. So I think and, it's
0: cool. I think it's great that you guys do it, and it it harks back back to how surf clubs started. Yeah. Because that's how all those surf clubs started. Hey, we're a bunch of people, we surf in this area, we all know each other, let's just start a club and make some shirts. Yeah. Boom, there you go. I mean, that's how all those clubs started. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so I'm gonna end this, because uh, this is pretty robust and you gotta get to Lake Powell. Yeah. Um, two questions. So the first one is, if you could surf any place in the world that you've surfed or you haven't surfed, where would it be and why? So it could be like any break, you have it for like two hours, where would it be and why?
6: Uh, I really want to surf cloud break. Okay, like that's a perfect wave. Yeah, <laughs> I want mean, to. I, I, I want s- to stand in the barrel, like pretty damn big, and just be like, ah. Yeah. yeah, I made it right here, like man. Like,
0: looking up and seeing that fold over you and still being like, wow, there's five feet above my fingers. I yeah, that, right? It. It's and then, crazy. Like, and
6: the, it, like, I don't even need it to be big. I just want a perfect left-hand tube that yeah. I can ride, like, a, a fast board on. Yeah. And, like, that's probably where that's I want to That's a good go. one to pick.
0: Um, in closing, who do you want to thank? Shout out. Whatever you want to say, closing words.
6: Cool, Um, always my parents because I wouldn't live here if uh, it wasn't for them. Um, My family, all my friends who I grew up surfing with, uh, they're like the biggest influence on my surfing more than any of those like pro guys or anything. Surfing with my friends is better than anything else, so that and then. The Creek guys and the guys and all the co people who like influence sort making stuff for me all I have around the world. Those are those are important people to me yeah, and of like Um and then CJ Ryan, for giving me the boards that are, like made the difference, you know? Yeah. Um, Flying Diamonds, the fins are coming soon and Super stoked to be a part of it. with them and Santa Surfco Surf Co. Joey and Wiley and Hallie and everyone in the office there who takes care of me and really uh, really supports me and happy to be there and I'm awesome. stoked. Awesome, we got to get you a beer sponsor though. That's yeah, that's cool. what we're talking about. Yeah, What's we get. It? I can do a beer sponsor. There we
0: go. Come on, let's go. Let's get some. But it can't be like shitty beer. Like it's got to be like decent and no like fruit beer either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, thanks for sitting down and uh, yeah, see you uh, out there. Thank you. Special thanks to Kevin for sitting down with us and talking. You know, I think Kevin's take on competitive longboarding is really where I personally would like to see it go, where, to be honest, it does pay homage and respect to all sides of it in a very tasteful and stylistic way. I mean, his cutbacks that he's doing are some of the sickest I've ever seen on any kind of board, period. Just the style of it, like it's it's very technically... Advanced, but at the same token it has style reminiscent of an old era so definitely check him out we have some links to some videos that he's in be a fan follow him support him and when the wsl tour comes back definitely cheer for him okay as much as i want joel to win i kind of into kevin and david and these guys bringing up the the new uh, level of competitive longboarding but enough of me talking enough of this i want to get back into some tracks and when i come back we're going to talk about the state of retail
7: Daniel Hunt Yo, yo! Here we go! Yeah! Collaboration! <laughs> to mine's <laughs> job! Suspects! <coughs> Dynamite! <laughs> some people are getting worried right about now. Yeah! worry them, I worry them, I worry them, I worry them, I worry them, worry
8: them, They worry them, them, I worry worry them, I worry them, I worry them, my worries
7: Yo, yeah, I'm one bloody rough, rugged and uncovered A puff bud with enough brothers who've done suffered We never trust others, talking too much rubbish Let no one touch us and cause worries like bus robbers. To so tell the law to uncover us from their rough justice And corrupt judges that want us buggered If you think I'm a victim cause my skin color's different Then lift up your fist and middle finger the system Let's start open fire now You know they can't hold the lion down You know they can't hold the fire out We keep the furnace burning as long as the earth is turning And bubbles it's dirty working to keep every person learning We all need the same love And no matter which part of the planet you're on We bleed the same blood People we have to move to speakers A smash the two to the maestros Linking up with the leader of Black Ahuru So worry them, I worry them, I worry them I Worry them, I worry them
8: I'm a fan my a Music is my when I you go some yam pick some My come get a Start to sing go Use my money by a food and face nah. Use my money me a freebase When my pants strap up my waist Go and feel like me out space No guy host, not come cut my throat Take my on a boat You me the woman that tips of coke Laugh and take that tape You don't am gonna fool me no me am hit my You must get trouble no a up me a You see a dead now and Who that
7: tour to you People stay scared of me I gotta laugh Cause we walk the same streets And you breathe the same air as me I hate to feel hate But that's the only thing I feel When I've got across the road Just to make you feel safe Judging books by the covers You should read between the lines There needs to be a time When you see and you will find That we all have a difference Like the sun and the rain But the blood in our veins Makes us all one and the same I
8: say Wake up in the morning Smoke a bad, bag of weed Want <laughs> blood Go. Everybody Go. like tuna Go. Go. Wake up in the morning Smoke up, bag, bag of weed yeah. One blood Everybody <laughs> Everybody like tuna not cause one blood be uh, hard, uh, bleed. Uh, One blood, everybody like tuna uh, uh, Spreading uh, up love cause one blood be hard, please. Uh, uh, one blood, uh, yeah. everybody like tuna read. worry them, worry them, I worry them, I worry them, them, worry them, I worry them, my they must have, they must worry them, I worry them, I worry them, I worry them far We go a Africa, we we Australia,
9: modern day makeover. You feel me? Uh, DBS. Uh, check it out. Uh. I of a digger but we're taking it back to the golden age the golden time some we're bringing it back yo we're taking it back with the dope rhyme we're taking it back off the front line we're bringing it back with the dope line we're bringing it back, son, we're taking it back, son, uh, we're bringing it uh. back. Turn off the radio and the video, modern day hip hop played like a cine, yo what? but they don't hear me though, my thoughts and material they stop predictable, change your material, overkill is pitiful, hurting sales in the physical, old like it was biblical, trying to reach the pinnacle, these times are pivotal, going smooth like diggable, trying to change the game, it's gonna take a miracle, that is why it's time for new lights to shine, cuts blown your mind, that's the design. Spreading out the line, see now it's divine. Grab the microphone and bring us back the time. Golden Age rewind, always on my mind. Throw up your signs, always on the grind. Shorties and the dimes, drop the issue that matter. Backspin the platter, I'll stop we're taking this it back with the dope lives, son.
10: We're bringing it back off the front lines. We're taking it back with the dope lives. Yeah, we're bringing it back, back. We're bringing it back, back. We're bringing
9: it back. back. We're bringing it it back with the dope rhyme Son, we're taking it back off the front line, yo. We're bringing it back with the ghost line, son. We're bringing it back, yo. Yeah. We're bringing it yeah. Back. Yeah. back, yo.
10: And yo, we bringing it back that old New York back. You know that boom's boom, the, boom, the back, bats, the boom, back, yeah. What? boom's the back, bats, the boom, back. It's that boom, back, original rap, like back in the days when rap was really real. When brothers didn't kill with the thrill of dollar bills, but still we build just like modern day Pharaohs with 300. 60 degrees of pure steelo Sino Vino with syphilize I rise like the penis To save the world With beats and lyrics It's automatic Doodle buggers is galactic With this of space Funkadelic and delicate. Got nickel bags of that Aqua Boogie Yo you smell it You know yo, you gotta love it The way the queen spy Agent Duke Togo does it We keeps it hip hop We keep it true to life We keep it two turntables And we're a string. back with
9: the dope rhyme Son We're taking it back Off the front line Yo We're 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 bringing it back with the dope line, son. We're bringing it back, yo. We're bringing it back, yo. We're
10: taking it back with the dope line, son. We're bringing it back off the front lines, yo. We're taking it back with the dope line, yo. We're bringing it back, back. We're bringing it back,
9: back. We're bringing it back. Back Back together. Nigga bold forever. Any kind of weather. Oh, shit, we sever. Push that too clever. Rock in it, endeavor. Hip hop forever. Stop, I say never. Bring it back together. Hardship, whatever, pull down the lever Count all your cheddar, I strive for the better Music now a terror, big like it was pleather Shoes like it was leather uh, Nas Alba said that hip-hop is dead I'd rather use the word paralyze instead Record labels make sure that seeds are fed But don't really comprehend till money is red That is why it's time for us to change the game All these new age rappers sound the same Talking about the platinum chains and all the fame Dig a bolt and dv against some. we're bringing it back Go, Go. Go, we're bringing it back Go, Go. Go, uh, we're bringing it back
11: we're bringing it back we're bringing it back son we're bringing it back son we're bringing it back son the takeover over a long race 30 a.m. Spring open, sunshine's on me Hail another day in Queens, a good one I'm hoping wanna leap into action But I'm still in slow motion Take first steps and stumble, almost bust my ass I need to type really bad, but not like me today I'm tightly pressed, enough days on the run Make anybody shit a mess There's about 50 feet between me and the door A junk jungle on my floor that wants to eat me Papers and clothes, plastic wrappers and shit Crunching through my toes, plus the occasional roach But I clear level one, stroll to the banyo Naked as jaybirds, I bust some turds, watch my grill piece, brush teeth, shave legs, get clean, slish flash for a hat, then grab eats, check the clock. It's 915 15, phone rings, and so it begins. No caller ID, so I can't tell who it is. It's too early for friends, plus I don't even open up shop till 10. I just let it go, can't take the chance to bust up my flow. While I'm trying to operate, niggas be babbling when I'm trying to concentrate and get ready steady. Time to motivate, okay? So many things to do, for real. Where do I begin? I don't know. Day-to-day it seems there's not enough time to squeeze my whole life in. Too many things to do. That's real. Places I could be. Day-to-day scrambling. I barely have time to chill and just take it easy. Look like a board made Black and white sounds tight. Rock my new nights. Right. I'm cool, except now I can't find my other shoes. Okay, uh, I had them on yesterday. A party think back. I came inside, took a piss, went upstairs, twisted my hair. I sat in this chair over here, took off my kicks and undressed. Mm-hmm. So I assume if I'm correct, this in this mid-sized pile of mess to my left. I guess, I hope. Yes, complete. Resume now, room to hot fashion. I'm smashing, hot, hot stepping on schedule. Got a session at seven. Loosen to tie up before then. Emails on the internet. Touch base with connects. Tighten up my concepts before I jet. Don't forget cash and check at Chase. Lace my '93 Gasser with gas. I'm on the case. Got to keep pace. Can't let the day get away. Task by task, uptown be a highway to try burrow. Snatch up some grass in time to clash with the midday traffic mash. So mad the the crash, how I'm stuck in this jam. Cabbies and It's fucking up my program So many things to do My first dose of road rage for today I finally made it. Point A, Dips Crib Pick up CD, drop it off Point B, record label No place to park So I left it on the table With the receptionist She got a few tattoos One on her navel I forget her name Called dude and explained Where I left it Tell him to send my dough And express it Cause I need it In my head I've been spent it It's only been five minutes NY, pricks and dicks State patrolling They gave me a ticket Well fuck it I keep rolling past these cats In the view that's that Slowing me, holding me down Damn, damn I can't catch to break. Time be speeding, it's 328, I got one more meeting. Get plex at the train, eat second, be counting. The sun is freaking beating. I'm thirsty overheating. Next deli, eat, some eight 20 to go, please. Next stop, 34th Street. East side of Pumpy Ride from Madison, fighting through blocks and blocks of savages. So I'm politics, eight of it. All systems is go. If complex is there, then we could start the show. But nothing's ever perfect and the 8 was late. We arrived, 7:30, but the song was great. Wow.
5: I'm finally here. Word, what's the deal, Richie? What's the deal, L? Y'all ready to do this? Word, y'all you know what I'm
11: saying. I know y'all was waiting for a a while. We're just a half hour late though. you know what I'm saying. We got plenty of time. I'ma knock this out. Word, check out this new girl. It's hot. So many things to do,
5: for real.
11: Where do I begin? I don't know. Day to day changes. It's not enough time. It's squeeze my whole life in.
2: The the, 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 sounds that they did back then, they don't do them like that no more. That style died, and the funk just didn't sound rugged like it used to.
5: (laughs)
0: Welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 69. Hope you've been digging the tracks, the words, the interviews, that kind of thing. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com. It's a website, there's merch on there, there's action items, there's a bunch of stuff. I should update it a little bit more, but I do it whenever I can. Also, make sure to check out the episode description on your iTunes player or whatever player you're using. I don't know. Um, And uh, we have links to things that we're talking about and uh, what we're talking about. So this episode, I wanted to talk about the state of retail. And obviously with COVID and the way the economy is going, a lot of small retailers are suffering and I'm seeing a lot of people crying over stores closing and restaurants closing and that kind of thing, which rightfully so they should. But there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up. One is that the state of retail pre-COVID was changing dramatically and stores were going out of business. And a lot of people want to blame it on like, oh, it's the big box stores and they're taking money away. But I think what really happened is that as much as the big box stores were selling the everyday products, you had retailers were thinking that they could survive in a world by selling the same thing Amazon sold, and which was just a bad idea. They did not uh, pivot. They did not think about the changing landscape of retail, and they tried to sell the same old stuff, the same old products, and that also pertains to the surf world. If you look at the skate world, they're smart enough that the smaller shops are actually surviving and thriving, even pre-COVID, because they were selling stuff that you couldn't buy at the actives and like the the bigger shops and the zoomies and stuff they made sure that they had product that might not have been exclusive but it was brands that they did not carry in other stores and the same thing pertains to like the surf world and also like the food world the food businesses and the surf businesses that are carrying or producing product that you can't get anywhere else they are thriving and a lot of people like to blame covid as being the problem like oh covid happened and it just decimated And like yes that was a big jump and a big gut punch if you will but this gut punch was coming for a while retail has been taking jabs for the last 20 months or so and all that covid was was an uppercut that's all it was this was happening and for businesses to not pay attention to it as much as i feel for you if you did not pivot in this space you probably shouldn't have been business in the first place you probably don't understand how business works the other thing I want to talk about is you have a lot of this outpouring and crying about businesses closing and oh my local shop closed and my local you know, coffee shop is done or my local bakery is done. But the question I have for all you people with these Instagram posts is when was the last time you supported them? When was the last time you bought something from them? When was the last time you went in? And. I think that's another thing. If we want retail businesses and businesses in general to survive and thrive, we as consumers and as a community need to contribute our dollars to them. The small coffee shop, go in there and buy the stuff. You know, A small surf shop, even if you're not buying a board, go get wax there. Go get a t-shirt. What does it hurt to buy a t-shirt? It means a lot. I'll give you an example. I have direct relationships with some shapers and I could order boards directly from them. And I was ordering a board last year that I wanted to get and I knew the shaper and we've just discussed the boards I've wanted and I could have gone directly to the shaper. But I was also discussing it with a shop owner who will r- remain nameless and I decided, why not go through the shop? Now, I know that technically it was going to cost me maybe 50 to 100 bucks more to go through the shop, but I know that that 50 to 100 bucks was going into the pocket of that shop and paid for someone's salary for maybe the day or two days. And those are the kind of things that we could be doing, those kind of steps where we can basically buy a product and say, okay, this shop is carrying this brand that I love, that is a small independent soft goods or hard goods brand. Why don't I buy it through the shop? Okay. Lastly, this is a call out to the retailers. You still have an opportunity to pivot and to work. Look at the landscape and look at the tools that are out there. I look at coffee shops who've adopted a lot of these third-party billing systems where people can order, order online. And same kind of level that you do from Starbucks. By offering that ability to your customers and using technology to your advantage, you're able to save your business and you shouldn't be scared of it. It doesn't take away from the fact that you're a small business. And there's this kind of apprehension like, oh, I don't want to do that because we're a small business. You know what, a long time ago, people used to use abacuses to ring up customers and they used to use mechanical mechanical cash registers. And now you're using point of purchase systems such as Square move with the times because if you do that if we as customers support you and if you start selling things or stick to things that you cannot get anywhere else not only will you survive but you will thrive and it's something i really believe in because i do want to see small retailers survive because they help our culture and they help our economy in the right way this isn't a knock on big box stores because at the end of the day The thing that people don't realize is lots of small businesses, especially food businesses, they buy supplies from stores like Costco. So they need those things to exist. So I don't wanna see those things go away, but I do wanna see retailers survive by pivoting, by adapting, by advancing the ways they do things and not just burying their heads in the sand. And then we as customers, let's go and support. Let's put our dollars into our communities. Let's support the local businesses and help them grow and thrive. But that's my spiel on retail. I hope you guys dug it. I want to get back into some tracks and then come back with some short takes.
12: Peace!
13: Cause with the superstar sky blue the pool sees spies on the rise It's time I'm on the up Can you see between the lines and commotion? Accept the rhythm and the notion Make it wanna pop, lock, go ahead I'm that red, that hot, bloodshot Head nod, neck, pop I plug in, I plug out Music, my ankle Three strikes, you dug out Kill the Fandango All the way live, Everyday life Live from, I'm you from me. Me. Yo, I you from the dog Star All the way live, Everyday life Broadcast where we see Serious V All the way down laugh Yo, and you' like you the dog like broadcast where we see serious I don't trip. I let the chip tumble over my shoulder. They tempt you. Might catch the glint and slight grin out the peripheral Thought you was invisible and so kind. You just third eye blind, deaf, never dumb down. You don't get it though. It's your nature, yo. Ain't nothing mystic. Take my time out. I hit the star system. Ready, set, blast off. And I hit you from the dog star. All the way Every day, fly, lie from. Yo, I, I hit you from the dog star. All the way back. Every day, fly. broadcast where we see serious B. All the way live, every day, life live from Tokyo. I'm you from the dog star. All the way live, every day, life broadcast where we see serious B. Now you see the complexity, it takes to compete Simple minds and simple rhymes play the backseat Regular shit losers don't get abused here. Find you at the Covenant household in your mouth Boom, it's just necker though Accelerate the flow, pass me a volvic While dipping in your Volvo, all the way live Ever since birth, pull up to the curb Pound me up and just swerve All the way live
12: Make this more insecure. That's what double speakers for. He made 2004 feel like '84. The has versus have-nots.
14: Got my unemployment check, my nigga, I'm about to rob And take back what he owed for my history Was energy crisis, it's a mystery My Uncle branch was nice with army choppers He went to war, came home, can't pay the doctor Got no benefits, he giving out life sentences I can't pay for my innocence 9-11, Bush tried to run He lied and said he had to code the Air Force One What type of bitch move is that? Clinton come back we smoke weed, got brain, my type of cat We ain't on no bullshit, it's just the facts nigga Fuck hip hop surveillance, we just some rat niggas We don't want you, my nigga, talk to the press no Or are you somewhere drinking and driving Or on vacation thinking and hiding From the fact that you sliced the tax feeding the, the rich and police and blacks We're we'll right to the facts Knowledge unlocks all
12: doors, they sold, but I ain't buying more. Our 43rd president, grandson of the Bush, who funded Adolf Hitler, but uh-huh. it's not in the books. Uh-huh. Why, God? Think hard, cause the Bushes conspire uh-huh. to control a government or set it afire. Uh-huh. And Cheney's just a dick whose pockets are swollen. Tell Powell, kiss my ass, cause he's just a colon. And Connie's just a trick, better known as a whore. An anti culture club for a boy named George. Yeah.
0: through podcast hope you guys been digging the tracks like i said it's a lot of you know post 2005 pretty much hip-hop that i've been discovering hip-hop is such a big genre that there's so many wormholes that you could go down that it's really hard to keep keep up almost like out of any other genre that's out there maybe jazz is comparable and so i wanted to on this episode pick stuff that like i a lot of these artists i didn't even know and people turned me on to them so i hope you guys got turned on to them as well but let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, where we have merch drops. We have some new hats coming up, um, some other products that we're working on right now, some fin collabs. Shh. Uh, also, make sure to check out the full episode description on your iTunes player or whatever player you're using for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. So this week we have a couple of short takes. The first short take I want to talk about is this video that Vance put out featuring Al Nost uh, pretty much announcing him as like joining the apparel program. He was sponsored by Vance previously. They had this thing where certain athletes were only shoe sponsors because they had other clothing agreements. He was with Ruka originally. That program, as far as I've heard, uh, dropped a bunch of people. I'm actually glad that Al and a lot of these people have become full-time or fully kitted Vans people because I think Vans, what they're doing in the apparel division is really interesting especially the thing they did with Karina. But anyway, this video is really cool because first of all, it's Al Nose, surfing bonzers and longboards uh, captured by Jimmy Jazz. And it's a short clip. It's like three minutes long. But in those three minutes, he packs a punch. And that's what I love about Al's surfing. You know, when I first got into longboarding, one of the main reasons I wanted to longboard and surf in general was by seeing Al Nos like go between nose riding and hanging heels to doing these huge cutbacks on bonzers and cheat fives in the tube and that kind of thing that's the kind of surfer i aspire to be and i try to watch his videos as much as possible to gain a little now look i'm never going to be as good as him and i'm probably never going to be even like uh one 100th as good as him but he's one of my big inspirations so i love this video i think it's really good we have a link to it check it out the second short take is this full-length film called Streets and Roads by Cole Walton. I came to know Cole Walton because he was doing some stuff for uh, Ryan from Lograp. He did uh, that church clip, he's done some other stuff for him. and um, Just amazing work and this is his first full-length film which focuses mostly on these younger surfers that a lot of people don't know about, TJ Blue, uh, Keren Lazares, one of my favorite up-and-coming surfers, Summer Richley, I love how she surfs. And it was all shot analog. Basically, a lot of the B-roll was uh, Super 8, and then the rest of it was all Mini DV, like uh, GX uh, shot, which is very similar to like a lot of uh, skate films, like Baker and stuff like that. So I loved it. If this is his first film, I think he has such a bright future. He put this together. This 40-minute film has an amazing soundtrack. Look, I'm a sucker for a Sonic Youth song. You put a Sonic Youth song, especially an obscure one and with kim singing something weird i'm all over it uh he picked amazing music it shot really well if this is his first film like i said i think there's a lot more to come from him that's gonna be really interesting i also suggest everyone check it out because for me this is really the future of surfing is these young kids that surf everything long boards short boards mid-lengths anything uh, Filmless Foamies, the whole thing. Like, that for me is what's the surfing that I love, and he's really good at capturing it. So, Cole, this was awesome. We have a link to the full length movie. Hope you guys enjoy it. The last short take is this uh, clip that uh, Surfer Mag put out with Worm called A Conversation with Aaron Worm Ashley. As everyone knows, Worm's like one of my favorite people, one of my favorite surfers. Blessed to have her in my life. And this is a really cool clip to check out for a couple reasons. One, kudos to Surfer for doing these clips. I'm so happy they're doing this and content like this, like some of the articles that have been coming out. And by the way, all those comments in the articles are exactly why they're doing these articles is because it's exposing people and trying to change surf culture. So, I'm really happy about that. And this piece with Worm goes a long way in that in that her little interview that she does really shows that there's so much more personality and so much more depth to the surfing world that we're in. And the people that are in it and what they're into and you know, interests and inspirations and you you know her, for example, I love that she talks about how much it's how much better it was to start surfing as an adult and how you're not being influenced by stuff you shouldn't be influenced by. And I thought that was very powerful. Check out the clip. I don't want to talk too much about it. Worm's the best. We have a link to it. Hope you enjoy. And again, kudos to SurferMag for putting this content out. During COVID, the stuff you guys are putting out is amazing. It's gonna make an impact. It's gonna influence kids and keep doing it. But that's it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Hope you guys enjoyed the spiel. Hope you guys enjoyed the short takes, the tracks, the whole thing. Uh, it's been fun out there. Sand Line's a little crazy, as I, I was saying before, but you know, in general, it's summer surf. The water is so warm in Southern California. It's insane. Uh, t-shirt weather, trunk weather, I've, my wetsuit's gonna just become crispy from just sitting in the in the garage for so long, uh, which I'm happy about. But we have a lot of stuff coming up, you know, uh, working, I'm making a decision about this movie, about Jetty Blue 100s. I think the decision will come in the next two weeks. Uh, with how things are going. I think it's just going to get released online. Also have a couple of collabs coming out and uh, very excited about that. I don't want to talk too much about it and just pay attention to the Instagram account. But I want to end this episode on our famous words. There's no need to bust a craze on a wave. Go out there. Have a good time. Smile each other. Be friendly. Keep your distance. Six feet. Masks, the whole thing. But in general, let's work on this community. Let's go have fun. And I'll see you out there. Peace. Thank you
15: Pump up the volume All you in the area From suburbs, slums and ghettos Through America I'm here to break the barriers Unify you and I Cause under one God We all are humankind No matter the race Creed, color, or state of mind There's much to celebrate In this space and time So I deliver these rhymes To uplift the mind Spirit and soul With every rhyme I unfold And I hold my head low And stay humble Cause who knows what peace Tomorrow will bring to the puzzle I huddle my hands together And give praise No matter the weather God's sun Provides a raise and lights the way through this desolate maze this desolate where the maze. obstacles of life can lead to confidence days. Yeah. But I maintain through strife, struggle, and strain, gain character from persevering through pain In and estrangement. I complain when others have had a worse, right. lacking an understanding of the next man's hurt. Check but now out, I y'all. comprehend yeah. as I write this yeah. verse. So yeah. Today I give thanks. Today you're giving one. So today I give praise. One, say it again. So today we rejoice as, as we, we spit, spit these words. Saying thanks for the roof over our heads. Say words. As I I rejoice for every day that I'm fed. I yes, give yes, praise, yes, praise yes, to the creator yes, yes, for giving us hope in life and promoting the love. It's like we give thanks for the roof over our heads yo, as we rejoice for every day that we're fed. We give praise yo, to the creator for giving us this chance to expand the love. Everybody it's like rapidly we taste to a miraculous rate, and we still seek to
16: find the definition of appreciate. The gift of life is a gift in itself, see, and this goes out to middle class, broken, wealthy. I like to recognize all the things in my in my lifetime, um, staying lifetime. alive with the ability to write rhymes, uplift on the through these treacherous times, I yeah. give props so almighty cause the sun so uh. shine, I walk the earth cool with the right attitude, manifest my homeness and express my gratitude, realize the worth and quality of things that I got, cause all things that you have kids you might have not, as I drop you say a word, but check the words that I say, to like the Lord giveth, he can take us away And today, I take time to realize the strife yeah. many people with their conflicts and difficult lives Open your ears wide, I hope the message you get And yeah. if you're broke with no job, or financially sad Let's correct the issues at hand, the moves we faking And start demonstrating a love for appreciation Like Mob T, we got you stuck off the stuck realness I motivate till your next <laughs> to Ken will feel this We on drive, your best appeal quick and the and Kira 1's about to tell you what the deal is not to reach, a boy
15: you flows. Yeah. Celebration is the key
5: to so wow. the party. It <laughs> it's like that,
15: y'all. Yeah, come on, it's like this, y'all In the place, but deep Now throw your hands up I'll will put them up, y'all We celebrate yo. in the house once We give thanks for the roof over our heads yes, yes. And rejoice for every day that we're fed We huh. give praise for good people around us uplifting the spirit, let progression surround us yes. And count the blessings found in life's lessons With every negative, there's a positive message So step in these shoes for just a few And yo, they may snug and so we're talking to you, a story unfolds in a town with a beautiful view where money flows through pockets where people still viewed and closer to the ground bonus hunger for food embracing nickels of hope but pennies just for booze while
16: we view while we the boob tube we see people at war with each other themselves and we are yeah,
15: dying by the thousands how thankful we be so I'm trying to keep it moving Cause there's a reason we're free I said we gotta keep it moving Cause there's a reason we're free yo I'm trying to make moves one time for your mind I said we gotta keep it moving Yeah, so we find humility and give thanks it's to like thee It's like It's like this, y'all. I clap your hands now. I rejoice,
16: y'all. Pull them up now. I guess, yes, y'all. I rejoice, y'all. I put them up, y'all. I bring it out.